two farts, Performers Happiness in the Arts podcast that's meant to gas up musical theater performers as they pursue a long career on the stage. We bring flatulent happiness to ourselves and to each other through integrity, authenticity, love, and of course, humor. All guests on this podcast are out to help musical theater performers. And while we do it, ah, we may laugh at the simple things like the word penis, penis. Hello, musical theater performers. Jenna Cantor here. I'm with Josh Bardier. 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 I'm very excited to have him on. We This is a take two of starting the podcast because he started to gag for some reason as soon as we started. So this was like a second try. He has a beautiful purple background with, uh, I think, pictures of the earth as like the embroidery or whatever, the, the trim. I, in the meantime, have refused to turn on the lights in my space because I just don't want light right now. I don't. So he's speaking to like this floating head, like I'm from Disney, where it's like the, the floating elephant song parade or something. I don't know. I feel like my head's floating. Doesn't it kind of look like it's floating? Wait a second. Oh, I love internet. Okay. So I'm here with Josh, but we're going to now refer to him as Mr. Rogers reincarnated because I always do every time he comes on or I speak to him. So this is the Mr. Rogers returns episode period. That's it. You know, I looked back at previous episodes where I brought you on and it was any uh, you, Shirley and Alicia were my three popular ones. I've never looked back at numbers and I just happened to be looking. I don't know why. I guess I was bored. And I was like, oh, well, I love those conversations. I thought it was just me being selfish, doing a quote interview to have time with you. But I was like, well, other people like it. So, okay, works for me. So here we are. Here we are. I love it. I love it. I love the the like change in energy right there i'm gonna move the mic closer <laughs> josh thank you for coming on again you're, you're so welcome thank you for having me i feel like that's the appropriate thing that everyone says on a podcast oh yes thank you for having and if you said something like you're welcome you're welcome i i think that's awesome i'm gonna do a switch right now and i'm not gonna edit shit because i am too lazy i'm going to make the input here uh select microphone that's good select input boom okay cool and now as we record and everything uh it will come in a little bit smoother your voice um so you're coming in smoother too so i like it i like it um all right so I wanted this just to be a real open conversation that feels directionless, but also is a lot of fun. So I'm going to do, start with something that you would not expect. You do Matthew Corazine as well. I totally started with him last year. My guy, my guy. It's incredible. We have this acting teacher in common. MCS. Yes. My guy. Yes. I have anything more for an grow both as an artist and actor and just an overall human being you have found it in that my goodness um, mm -hmm. absolutely astounding 
Yeah, he's he's an incredible, incredible, uh, uh, incredible teaching teacher, mentor, coach. Wonderful. So just love that. When I saw I saw a picture of Josh on social media with like one of those like I don't know act after acting classes, and I was like, of course Josh goes to the same acting teacher. Like of course, like only great people. I started. I started in September. I start. I I had a moment where I really, really wanted to go back into. I wasn't ready to go back into the practice of auditioning. I wasn't ready, and I decided the game for me was going to be to go back into school and training. Um, and I put a post out on social media. One of the, the beautiful things of social media when you can get a lot of opinions very quickly from from friends and colleagues. And I said, you know, studios, classes that you would recommend anyone, Bueller, and the consensus of people who I very much appreciate their and honor their opinion, but also love the work that they do. It was, it was Matt, Matt's studio and, and being a part of the MCS family. So I started in September and I actually just got a his book. <gasps> I just, I, okay. I ordered it. And then for some reason it got sent. So I had sent to me, so I had to reorder it, but yeah, very happy about happened, it. Yeah. Happened to me. I bet, I think I ordered it the day it came out, but for some reason I just got it. Uh, but it's, I, I have not read it. So I, I cannot test the readings of it, but if it is anything that you get from one of Matt's classes, it is, it is worth it for anyone who is an actor an artist, or if you are just a human being trying to understand purpose and intention and integrity and being a person of your word. Um, yeah. So to feel, to feel important. My, my love for that man knows uh, no bounds. I love him. He saved my life. So. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I, the feeling is absolutely mutual. I want to check in with you on and, and share whatever you're comfortable with your personal journey um, cause you always have a way of just from just being yourself, being inspiring. That's just how you are built, Josh. Um, uh, your experience in your recovery from 2020 going into 2021, um, where you grew on things and there still could be imperfections, you know, the things that you're like, oh, I still want more of this or this, whatever. but I would love to hear your reflections on that. However you choose to reflect on it. It's amazing to think that there was a 2020 and the 2021 and now we are in 2022 um it feels like time passed so quickly yet at the same time it feels like a decade just happened um 2020 is what I would say was a period in my life taking away obviously what we could talk about in the in the macro of, of the pandemic and so many things going on both in the theater industry and in the world in regards to racism and systemic oppression. And I could talk about those things, but I'd rather just be the voice of my own life because I know that best. And for me, 2020 was hitting rock bottom 
and being granted the grace to grow. And the hardest thing about growing is that you have to plant the seeds first. Um, we talk a lot about growth as a human being and development. And, and I think the seeds image is used quite often. But the problem is, is that we are not astroturf. We are, we are bona fide human beings specimens of this earth and and we grow at the timing that we grow um we need we need everything and then i feel like 2020 for me was that that time of planting the seeds of of saying certain things to myself of this no longer works for me this never worked for me this sort of works this definitely works and then 2021 came around and and we found ourselves in a very similar situation um, being in our homes not being sure of when a vaccine it's remarkable to think that a vaccine still was not around last year only a few people were having it and and it's it's remarkable to me to think how quickly time can go and how much happens in the course of a year as a human being for me 2020 was those seeds that were planted are growing uh and with that is a lot of beauty and a lot of, a lot of everything a, a lot of pain growing pains they're real <laughs> they're so real um, but, but for me, it, it has all been about realizing that life is nothing more than daily transformations of who you once were to who you are now, even if in just a moment. We're constantly changing, we're constantly growing, we're constantly evolving, and, and the focus tying it a little bit back to Matt and what he inspired me to learn is who you are in this moment is correct. It is right. It may not be where you feel like you should be. It may not be any of those things, but you have to be where you are right now in order to be your future self, who you want to be. And then when you get to future self, get ready because it doesn't get any more comfortable because then you have to prepare yourself who you want future you to be next. And that's something that I'm noticing in myself and on the macro level of the world is I think we're kind of finally facing the truth that <laughs> there is no going from point A to B. There is no, I, I want to be, I want to be to be as physically fit as possible. I want to have the career of my dreams. I want to have a relationship that is perfect and, and think that that's it. And once you get all of those things that the work stops, it, it's the opposite. The work continues. It's constantly learning. And it was so, you said something, you said uh, imperfection. I mean, everything's imperfect. Every, every single thing is imperfect. 
there there is no perfection so why even strive for it why even let it be a an intention or a guiding source i'd i'd offer up for me what i've been trying to do is asking myself what is better than before or what is truer than before rather than the perfect mindset that i was having two years ago right yeah i definitely get that what I'm going to ask from just my my perspective. So for you, I've always had you a bit on a pedestal, mostly just because I just adore you. Even as you speak now, I'm just like, oh, it's Josh. He's so great. Everything he says, you're not even trying, which is my point. You just, you just as you are, I just uh, appreciate you so fucking much. All right. Um, <laughs> but to me, on the outside, I always looked uh, I mean, you, you're always so open about things going on in your life. Um, but I remember in 2020, um, just I'm looking big picture, like, and, and I was always like, of course it is, you know, but like, uh, uh, you started one Facebook group, it blew up. I was like, of course it is like, it's Josh. I fucking love Josh, you know? And then you started another one, you know, and that one ended up getting run by other people and stuff to help out the cause more. I totally, but, but for me, I, I see this person who is a, a magnificent kind um, open human, you know, I, I, and I'm just think, uh, I know this sounds so silly, but I, I, I'm like, he's got it made being Josh being Josh has got it made. What do you think big picture that people don't see regarding mental health that we're not going to be broadcasting, um, you know, to the world, cause it's not our business. It's not everyone's business, uh, that could make us more sensitive to all people. You know what I'm saying? Cause like for you, you're a person I, I just, I just admire and adore. Um, but like, I mean, I don't know. I, it's, I'm going to leave it kind of like that, a weird open-ended, not clear question uh, to see for whatever your response is. Well, thank you for all of those very kind words first. <laughs> I, I feel you can tell I take my time with my words lately because I've learned that words have power and I'm so grateful to have them. We live in a society where we are pro, see, this is kind of a little bit of backtrack. Our brains are not that evolved. Our, our brains aren't that evolved. They are the same brains that were fighting and flighting from dinosaurs or whatever. That's not accurate, but you know what I mean. Um, and <laughs> we are being reprogrammed daily by the companies that have created social media, advertising, etc., to highlight the best of ourselves. And if there isn't something that is quote unquote, the best to make the worst look the best. We, 
we play smoke the game of smoke and mirrors, which is nothing new. That's that's tales old as time. Um, that's that's entire history books written that way. But what I realized in that time span when the pandemic hit, up until when I had my suicide attempt in June of that of 2020 um yeah you would if you you know we weren't out in the world but if we were out in the world I think that would have came as a enormous shock to people to hear like what what happened to him and and you learn that everybody deals with their mental health and what they are struggling with or carrying differently. I am fortunate to some degree to be somebody who is very, very, very good at taking the attention off of myself and putting it on doing for others, giving to others, even though that will involve me running empty for myself. Um, It also involves me being able to be incredibly high functioning, but be at one of the lowest points of depression that I that exists in in my waves of depression. And all of that long windedness to be said is that we don't know how to balance showing our best selves, our worst selves, our true selves, our in-between selves, because you don't get the same dopamine kick. It might not get the same likes, it might not get the same whatever, but it's all connected. The, The difference between it is that None of that really matters whatsoever. What does matter is your mental health. What does matter is where you are at in your life and that you are aware that you have support around you to help you through both the highs and the lows. And if you do not have that support to finding resources or having the courage and strength to be able to speak to your friends to get that support that you need, to self-advocate for yourself, to say, I need this. I need more of this in my relationships, in my friendships, from my family. And, and we, don't, we don't talk about that enough. I, th- I think we're talking about it a little bit more. Um, I think that the word trauma might have been the most overused word in 2021 because everybody finally realized that we all have had a collective trauma and that has brought light to understanding that there are many, if not every person in this world has had some form of trauma in their life and carry it with them. And that trauma is in fact a part of your mental health or lack thereof if you're not taking care of yourself. And I say this in the most um, respectful way, but if I had to hear one more person talk to me about getting a bath bomb or doing a face mask in the midst of a pandemic, I was going to 
literally throw something out the window, throw my entire computer out the window. Because for me, if I heard one more version of that is self-care, you should be taught that is self-care. Of course it is, of course it is. But so is getting a therapist. So is consulting your doctor because you might need to be on medication for a period of time because you might need to be diagnosed with like what I was diagnosed with, with a generalized anxiety and panic disorder. We have to get to a place as a society where health and mental health are spoken as the same thing and not differentiated, not well, well, I'm healthy. I eat three meals a day, healthy snacks, lots of fiber, and I go to the gym. Like, fantastic, that's fantastic. But what, what do you do to deal with, how do you deal with stress? How do you deal with, with when somebody confronts you? Do you deal with it in a reactionary way? Do you deal with it in a passive way? We, <laughs> it's all mental health. It's all mental health and how we take care of ourselves and it's all connected. We can't do anything without our minds. We do everything with them. So we have to take care of them the same way we all desperately wanna to go to the gym and get these six pack abs that we dream of or whatever it is. Um, so for me, the biggest lesson that I learned in the span of trying to create spaces of community in very, very unknown times into going to rehab, into leaving rehab and coming back to New York and really taking a back seat on, on any form of, of leadership other than leading my own life. And, and still putting out intention and spirit of helping others. Specifically for me, it will always be the homeless. Um, and I learned in that period of time that I wasn't helping myself in the way that I would often tell others how they should help themselves. And so if you're not ready to take your own words, then you don't know. You're not, you're not ready yet. So I stepped down for a bit. I stepped back for a bit. I stopped feeling the urge to be of service for the sake of not being of service to myself. And I think that's what we all need to do and that it was so very long-winded. But, but that's what we need to do, whether it be on social media, whether it be in our everyday lives, whatever it is, just make it truthful. Just be truthful, just be honest. You can have a phenomenal day. You can have everything positive going on. And then the next day, it could be the opposite. And I'm not saying you have to share that. There is a thing called having a private life. It's really it's really actually fun. It's really fun for 90% of the things that you don't share on social media to occur in your life and you are present and, and feeling the moment and, and, and being in it with the people who you love. And, and yeah, it, it, it's, it's a sensational feeling to not feel that everything needs to be broadcasted. We don't, not everything needs an audience. So it always brings me back to the main word 
that I, I carry with me, which is intentionality. What's your intention? I like that. I'm just letting it lay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, and never, it's, it, it's never long winded. It's perfect winded. I know you don't like the word perfect, but I can't help it. I just really enjoy <laughs> when you speak so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I haven't it. called I, Matt yet. I, I kind of want to message Matt, be like, wait, so you have, I haven't done this yet. I haven't connected it with it. Like, do you know who Josh is? Do you know about Actoria? Do you know? <laughs> Most day he will. Day, you know, someday he will. He will. You know, it, what I like is he know he knows the me who shows up to class and and uh and he is willing to to let it all hang out. Oh yeah, it's great. You get to just be you as you are in that moment, boom, present with the other people as they are in that moment. That's what that's what life is supposed to be. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and I feel like we are on the struggle bus together because as a, as a human race, because there are so many positives to social media. There are so many positives to technology. There truly are. There are so many. The fact that we are right now in two completely different states being able to have this conversation, which other people will be able to hear and, and quite possibly anyone from around the world could be privy to hearing this conversation. That's mm -hmm. outstanding. That, that's phenomenal. That is what dreams are made of. But when it comes to the individual taking care of themselves and their mental health, it has to come back to do it. This is so simple uh, as opposed to how hard it is to do it in life, but you just have to do what's best for you. Mm -hmm. But you have to know what's best for you. Yeah. And that takes time to step aside and not, not deal with the societal pressures or the pressure that we feel when when a, a FOMO or of of other people in our in our career industries you know feeling that that jealousy which is just basically all rooted in shame um and feeling like we're behind or we're not doing enough or we're we're just basically not enough and being okay with sitting back and going, you know what's best for me? This is what's best for me. Mm -hmm. I've learned that about Instagram. I actually deleted my old Instagram. Um, I restarted. I was very fortunate that there's no other Josh Bardier in the world. So <laughs> I was able to get my <laughs> username back, but I did. I completely deleted it. And, and it was purely out of I don't know how to use this anymore. I, I don't, I don't know why I'm using it. I don't know why I'm letting my body wake up in the morning and just haphazardly go onto my phone and start scrolling through other people's lives. Yeah. I, I didn't understand what, why I wanted to do that. And then I sat with myself and I realized the reason why I didn't want to do that is because then I wasn't looking at my life and seeing it, you know, how boring it was or how uneventful it was or, or I didn't want to face the fact that I would wake up and I'd have to deal with something in my head. Yeah. Negative self-talk. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
not feeling like I'm where I should be at my age, all of these things. It's so easy. It's so easy to drown ourselves in, in the noise. Yeah. It's so easy. So easy. There's so, there's so much noise now. Literally, you could sit all day and watch TV and never run out of a single thing to watch. Yeah. I'm almost, I, I am the type of person who gets very overwhelmed um, when I, I love bookstores, but I get very overwhelmed going into them if I don't have a specific area that I want to go to because I just know that I will want to stop and look at every potential book I could buy. And it's the same for TV. It's like I could go on Hulu and Apple TV and, and, and Amazon Prime and HBO Max and just keep looking for something. So if I don't know, that, it's like I had to learn that about myself. Like take a breath, take a note from the friends who give you a suggestion of what to watch next. Go try it on for size but don't start the death scroll. Um, death scroll. <laughs> I totally get it though. Cause then you'll just be doing that forever. I've done that for fun. Looking at, at previews on Netflix. Like I'm like, ah, let's see what's coming. You know? And see, that's, that's a perfect example of for you. That is a, that a fun, exciting way of exploring something. And it gives you energy and joy to be looking for or something while for me it makes me go like why am I spending this much time of my life looking for tv mm -hmm. I should go read a book N neither of those are better or worse they're right. that's just how two human beings live but you have to have the awareness inside yourself of what things are doing to you I say yeah. this all the time about um about coffee and alcohol uh, it, it, when people say to me, they're like, oh yeah, I get so j jittery when I drink coffee. I, I go, well, then why do you drink coffee? And they're like, well, I need to wake up. And I'm like, well, there's other ways to w wake up also. Like your, your body's like up, like you're just not used to knowing what it feels like to be alert without caffeine in your system. <laughs> and it's the same thing with that, that I have a conversation about talking about dating in New York City, uh, which is interesting in its own right. But, but when it comes to alcohol, it's, well, I, everybody always wants to go and get a drink on the first date because, you know, I don't, I don't know how to talk to strangers or like that. It, it loosens me. And I'm like, okay, that's, like, that's great. Like, if you can do that, that's wonderful. But, but at the same time, do you do you need that drink to loosen you up? Do you do you need that, or is there something else there? Mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. there something that's keeping you from being able to feel that free and uninhibited about yourself to be able to share and getting to know someone? And, and there's no there's no right or wrongs to any of these questions. They're just merely questions, and you should have an answer to them. Yeah. I actually saw TikTok. I, I love scrolling through TikTok for me. It's, it's awesome. Some people like Real Housewives of New York. I like TikTok. So um, I'm scrolling through the scroll thing and um, oh my God, I just totally blanked out on what I was going to say. You said something about, um, oh, oh, it wasn't cooking. Wait, so your last thing, it'll help jog my memory. Coffee, drinking, 
Drinking. Yes. Um, there was somebody uh, just putting out an opinion saying it's so interesting how if you say you don't drink, people are like, why? Whereas when it comes to food and you're like, I don't want mayonnaise on my sandwich. No one's saying why, you know, like it's still something you ingest. You know, you could argue and go off on a whole tangent about how mayonnaise is not good for you. Just how alcohol is not good for you, you know? So like, it could be as simple as that, but there's this whole social thing with alcohol that I could go off on a tangent on how it's just ridiculous. And I'm looking forward to the day where it's not included. You don't, it's not, it's not like, why? It's just, they're just not having alcohol. Okay, cool. Like I'm not having fries with my salad or I want extra fries or I, I don't like pickles or raisins. No, don't put them on my plate. They frighten me, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) Yes. And as somebody, as somebody who, who is currently sober, um, I mean, anyone who knows me from my twenties knows that, oh, I love champagne. I love a cocktail. I love it. I live for it. Oh, the Mm -hmm. sound of a champagne bottle popping is probably one of the most glorious sounds in the world. But, But I had to be very, very real with myself. And I had to understand that at that point in time when I decided to stop drinking, there was no, I can just have one and stop. There was no such thing of that. And also that I am currently taking medication to help my anxiety and my disorder. And on top of that, realizing that I spent many, many years drinking problems away mm. rather than dealing with them, but the problems were still there. Right, right. But also like, it's just like, uh, when why aren't you drinking? What if somebody, I mean, I'm getting deep here, but like, what if somebody's trying to get pregnant? They haven't gotten pregnant or they did get pregnant and the the baby um, ended up not making it through its full term. You know, like there's so many things like don't ask, like don't ask for something that literally is poisonous to the body. Literally. Um, I mean, you drink like when it's used for even the fun notion, you drink to you know, make yourself more loose because you are fucking it up in order to forget things. Like you are basically asking your body to not fully function in order for you to feel like you're functioning more in a situation, which you're not, you're actually inhibiting it. Like that's all it's doing. I'm a big believer. I'm a big believer in live your life, live Mm -hmm. your life. That's all. Just live, live your life. And, and I think that would answer a lot. Uh, Yeah. uh, That would help a lot of people is, is, uh, and maybe that again, to kind of put it back into the whole social media oversharing thing, maybe people don't have a filter to not ask these questions. Um, I don't know, but I, I definitely think that, you know, when it comes to having the having the salad instead of the fries or not having the drink or or having the champagne for the toast or not wanting to have the slice of cake at the wedding whatever it is or not eating because you can't afford it right now 
you just you don't <laughs> it's it's not worth it it's not worth the conversation it's not going to i am a big believer of we only have so much time on earth and we yeah. we truly we truly do not know how much time we have yeah i'm sorry we don't and and uh i would also go as far as to say is that we we do not have any proof whatsoever of what happens after death i know um, <gasps> it, it's it it is something that that uh, we just have to, as human beings, as beings on this planet, we we have to sit with and acknowledge. It doesn't have to frighten us. It's just an acknowledgement of that exists. And so, in that limited time that we have, without any understanding of when our expiration date is, mm-hmm. uh, why would you not want to have a life? Uh, people talk about this all the time. They they're like, I want. I want X, Y, I want my life to be this. Do you know what I never hear people say? They never say, I want my life to be of substance. Imagine if you said to yourself, I will only engage in conversations that are substantive, that have substance to them, that that come out and, and I'm not talking about having fireside chats about Plato. I'm talking about <laughs> if if he, I'm talking about bringing the vibe and the energy sources that you want in your life that you want have it. And this is something I've learned. If you don't want to talk about something, if you don't have, if you don't want to express your opinion on something, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. I currently see that right now. Um, I I see it as I watch the the com- theater community industry in New York City, uh, Broadway, and not just Broadway, off Broadway, just in New York City because it is a ginormous city. Um, I'm it's suffering right now. It's it's <laughs> it is doing the best that it can in the midst of a very very unruly variant in the midst of a pandemic that still exists and and everybody everybody has an opinion mm-hmm. every single person has an opinion and most people at least in my circle because when i go on my social media it is mostly people of the arts uh share their opinions <laughs> and it is very difficult to to see those expressed opinions when you are also witnessing your friends trying to keep their jobs, trying to maintain some semblance of mental health, trying to uh, sacrifice everything these past holidays to just be able to make it on stage. So an audience of strangers can see the show rather than being with their families for the holidays, being with loved ones, traveling, all of those other things. And the opinions, the opinion. And here I am and I'm going, are any of these opinions, like is any of this conversation, this discourse online in any way, shape or form, the complaining, the whining, the, the moaning about and the gripes, is any of this helping? Is any of this of substance? 
where is the conversation about what can we do better? What can we change? Solution focused, solution focused, yeah. Oh, and just, just focused. Have we not learned in these two years as a human race that like other than a collective scream up at the sky, we are, we are in a, forgive my language, but we are in a shit storm that has been a Bruin for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. I'm talking about everything, every mm-hmm. single thing racism, systemic oppression, marginalization, the the literal assault on women's bodies, the rights that women have over their own bodies. Everything is under attack. Mm -hmm. Free speech is under attack. Mm -hmm. Comedy is under attack. Uh, Just everything is under attack. And, And we need to realize that that in this quagmire we we have an option and a duty i think as individuals to find the people in our lives that we can create and have substance with and have energy with and commune with and start with friends start with the people who we genuinely care about and that's all you have to worry about yeah as an individual you as an individual are never going to to cure racism right. in the world, let alone this country. But you and your group of friends, your your closest allies, your closest supporters, you can make changes. You can grow. You can change together. And that doesn't need to be shared on a billboard for everyone to know. Right. Just mm-hmm. let the work, let the work do the talking. Just let mm-hmm. the work do the talking. But that's a, that's a long, long tangent to say, get out of other people's business and put that time and energy and just bring it back to yourself. That's not selfish. That, that's actually not selfish. That's, that's being aware of what your resources as a human being are and what you are capable of doing with that amount of power. Yeah, because absolutely. we all have a great amount of power. We just choose to squander it in many, many, many ways that I think inevitably, uh, I would, I think we will look back and we will regret it. We've yet to be a part of that generation. I mean, yeah. Betty White just passing away. I'm shocked this did not come up until now. I, I'm not going to be airing this to like literally the end of 2022, but whatever. She's still relevant, even at Betty, the end of 2020. Betty, Betty White passing away, it is... <laughs> It's amazing how many people said she's gone too soon. I'm like, the woman was 99 years old. How much longer did you want her to be on the earth? Uh, She was going to be on this planet as long as she could be. But what amazed me about that is here's a woman who who had literally only gotten in quote unquote trouble or in the press for 
all the right things. And when she got in the press for the quote unquote wrong things, they were for what we would now in today's standards and should have in those days standards considered all the right things. There is a, uh, she had this, I believe interview with uh, Katie Couric. And I believe that what she said was she asked like, how, how do you do it? How, how have you maintained, lived such a long life? She said, just be a good person. Mm. Be a good person. That's all. Just be a good person. And that's not difficult, but it really isn't. I, I would love to have a conversation who thinks that being, being good, spreading kindness and compassion is difficult. Like if you can find someone for me who will openly admit that, Jenna, let's bring them on and I'd love to have a, a discourse <laughs> with them. Because, <laughs> like, like, like please, someone, like should I make a Craigslist post? Uh, like, like looking for someone who just thinks they're a bad person and doesn't see the good in any, it is so easy to be good. We just make it difficult. We make it mm -hmm. so difficult. And you want to know why? Because we make it about the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. My, my dad, um, who is absolutely where I would say I, I kind of get my outlook on life in many, many respects. He always says, life is not about you. Always would say that to me as, as, a, uh, as a kid. And as I was growing up, I never really understood it because I was like no life's kind of always about you like your bills your problems your this but it's not life is not about you because you live to experience to observe others not yourself how boring would it be if you oh so boring you, we got a little bit of that in 2020 <laughs> <laughs> we did it we literally did it we sat in our houses and even at that time we we discovered things about ourselves in what we find passionate about the number of people who are artists who have moved into different careers that they are loving yeah not to say they're not missing the arts not to say they're not coming back to the arts but they had to make an actual move to pay bills to do something and the number of people who have told me how passionate they are about their work and also ironically how good they are at their job and how everybody lets them know how good they are at their job. But the reason they're good is because of all of their training as an actor and an artist. <laughs> that's, that's because we train to be active participants of the human race. Right. Active, keyword active. Active. Not mm -hmm. passive. We are, we are active. And so I would just say like bringing it back to Betty White, bringing it back to, to all of these feelings when it comes to mental health, be active in your own life. Yeah. That does not mean I'm telling you to go and, 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 you know, go from being on the couch and, and being upset with life to all of a sudden needing to, to come up with a 20 point goals list of, that includes becoming like a billionaire by next year. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is uh, exactly what Dolly Levi 
would tell everyone and did. And, and there's a reason why Hello Dolly and Thornton Wilder's The Matchmaker is so powerful, even when you watch it, read it, hear it to this day. But, but I'm gonna go and taste Saturday's highlight before the parade passes by. I'm gonna get some step back into my life. And I can't help but bring it back to that because that's what, what it is, is it's that awakening to get up and to make your life what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that it might turn out to not be that. Yeah. That's, that's the fun of it all. That's, that's, the, that's, that's the fun of it all. This is perfect. I'm going to end it here because we could go on forever and I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. For those who want more, just write more, message me, whatever. I already know people love when you come on and get interviewed. <laughs> I literally saw the numbers. I was like, okay, got it, got it. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on. You are magnificent. Uh, are you, for you at this point, is it, do you have a situation where people can reach out to you or not right now? Like, or like, or like, do you know what I mean? Like, or if they want to follow you, um, is it Josh Bardier on Instagram? Yep. It's, uh, it's Josh Bardier on Instagram. Uh, you'll see me and, uh, there feel free to message me. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily follow along cause I don't, I don't post all that much. I, I do like to tell people what movies I'm watching. Oh, um, like that. Yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, feel free to find me there. And you can also find on my, on my profile on Instagram, I have a PO box that you can send letters to if you would like to get back into the old school form of, of sending letters to someone and being pen pals. Um, I, I do that as well, but those are about the those are my, my two outward ways. Right oh, now. I love that so much. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you I, so much. It's, it was really exciting to, to go and uh, rent a, a PO box. Yeah, it was really exciting. It I love felt it. Like, it felt like renting the tiniest apartment in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> like literally the tiniest apartment. But yeah. Like, it's so exciting to use the key and open it and see if there's mail because it's not like I'm getting bills or anything from there. That all goes to my apartment. So it's always like, it's like Blue's Clues. It's like, like like what friend is it gonna be from today it's all oh my god it's all with love i love that that's awesome well thank you so much for coming on i appreciate you so much feel free to reach out to him the way that we just said and honestly i hope you have just been having the year or the day that you have and you're able to fully embrace it as it is mm -hmm.